you came uh, and you uh, watched uh, one of my uh, sets and afterwards we were talking. I was note dumping like crazy. Yeah. You had a lot of thoughts and it was very interesting. And it made me, uh, I'll be honest with you, it made me spiral a little bit. I hope you keep it in. We're gonna keep it all in because this is the Asian, not Asian podcast. <laughs> okay, Corey. The podcast with all your favorite Asian friends. Woo! Uh, I'm your one of your hosts, Mike Nguyen. And I'm the other host, Jenny the other host. That was wild. That was fun. You know why? It's because I uh, went to karaoke yesterday. Oh, you did? Which is our birthright. Yeah, but guess what? Person. I've never done karaoke in New York. Never? Never. It's pretty fun. I feel like um, no one's invited me. <laughs> I don't feel like it. I know it. <laughs> hmm. So kind of everyone needs to take responsibility over that and and, it, and invite me to your karaoke you, parties. You hear that, everybody? Everybody, this is your fault. Yeah, exactly. Okay, We need listeners to come and invite Jenny to karaoke. We should do that. We should do Patreon-exclusive karaoke, karaoke. yeah i would love that that would be great i have no shame when it comes to karaoke. what's the song what's your song i like to do um shaggy's it wasn't me oh <laughs> it feels like one that everyone can take part in yeah you know and it's like fun is it racist for me to do the voices oh no i think you have to okay yeah and so i like to like fully and it's also one that you don't need to be like really good at singing oh no so that's what i like about it it's like yeah. mostly about energy it, it is so it also seems like one of those songs where when it first comes on people it, it'll be a little like divisive yeah because people be like oh i don't like the song and then after a while you're like okay yeah exactly <laughs> everyone always has fun everybody that's a how great about song. yours uh anything uh anything britney spears her songs Classic. are easy to sing and they're just they drag her <laughs> but that because I love dancing, yeah. so I'm just like I'm just doing a lot of like I don't have a hair, I don't have hair, but I, I'll do I don't hair have whip. A hair. I don't have a hair, a single hair, none at all. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, this is the Asian Not Asian podcast, podcast with all your favorite Asian friends. Uh, we're we're doing the thing, we're doing the damn thing. If you want to come support the podcast, we're doing a lot of stuff coming up this next couple weeks. Uh, we always have um, Hack City. The next Hack City is going to be February. No. Wait, yes. February 10th. February 10th, which is a Friday that's at Union Hall in Brooklyn. But I'm going to be at SF Sketchfest the week before. February 3rd and 4th, I will be at SF Sketchfest. I'm going to be doing two shows there, one with Asian AF and another show on Saturday. Actually, two shows on uh, Saturday. So uh, come check those out. The uh, tickets for those are in the um, uh, episode description. Uh, we also have a live podcast show that's going to be at Caveat. That's February 17th. So... The three weekends in February, three chances to see us. Yeah. Uh, February 3rd and 4th, Sketchfest. February 10th at Hack City. February 17th at uh, Caveat. And that's going to be a live, again, that's a live podcast. So go check all those out and it'll be a good time. Um, and if you want to support the podcast, as always, you can check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash asiannotasianpod. And we bring you on the show in theory because we just talk about you. Yeah. And it's fun times. Yeah, and we, everyone and we, wants attention. 
<laughs> I do. I think a lot of people don't want attention. I know. That's what I'm really learning. I'm learning that. I, I mean, if like pre-therapy, I would have told you I don't want anyone to look at me or think about me. And now I'm like, I want everyone to be obsessed with me. Yeah. You want to be a hot, hot girl? Wait, what is the yeah. phrase you said? What did I say? You well, said I you said, want to work on you I said, being hotter. Yeah. I said every year, my, one of my goals is to get hotter. <laughs> every year. <laughs> like this is start. This started four years ago. And every year I'm like, and this year I will get hotter. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, that's what I'm doing. That's great. I think that's great. <laughs> Thank I you. think just just saying I always want to be hotter. There's something to that, you know. I will tell you the hottest I ever was. I'm pretty hot now. Uh-huh. The hottest I ever was. <laughs> do you do you remember the American Apparel deep V-neck t-shirts? Oh, yes, of course. There was a sketch SNL sketch about it. Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. Yo. That was really an era. You look back and you go, "Oh, wow." That was an era. It was like what, 2012? No, way After? before that oh, even. Before? 2000, I would say 2008 to 2010. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, there was, you know, the V-neck era lasted a while. That was the it, era. It might have been 20, 2008 to 2012. And that, and, and let me tell you, your boy could wear a V-neck, okay? okay. I got, boom. I got the chest, boom. <laughs> were they from American Apparel? They were from American that's Apparel. You know, that's like, that's a cool boy stuff. Is it? Yeah. American Apparel was so cool. Yeah. I got drunk one time. Oh, my 21st birthday, I got drunk in the hate in San Francisco. Amen. And then went to American Apparel and bought shorts. Which, like, for me at, like, 21, that was a splurge to spend, like, $50 it was on a shorts. Lot. That's a lot of money. I wore them once. <laughs> but you were probably super hot when you were wearing those Bright shorts. Bright red. Boom. I wasted. Were they, like, the American disco Apparel. ones? You know what no, I'm about? the denim ones. I wish I was brave enough to wear the disco shorts. I think you should go... We'll, American Apparel doesn't exist anymore. But we got. You want to be hot? We're gonna get you into disco those disco shorts. shorts. It's time. And it's winter. Yeah, it's winter. And it's, it's perfect. <laughs> okay. You know who would look good in disco shorts? Who? Our guest. I agree. Boom. Let's bring our guest on to talk about all sorts of stuff. We got a. I've got. I got a great show this uh, today. I'm very excited to talk about it. We're very excited to have our guest on here. He's uh, a writer. He's a comedian. He's married guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know other things. I should have asked him what he wanted me. He wanted me to say, but. It doesn't matter because he's here <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. Give it up right now for Jun Chow. Hey, everyone. What's up, Mike and Jenny? Boom. Um, Gorgeous. I've been, I've been going to physical therapy because I've just been trying to work out my legs. And yeah, I want to put on some disco shorts. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I think uh, physical therapy is sole purpose is to get you hot <laughs> enough to wear disco shorts. <laughs> Do you, do you ever feel like a like a hot like a hot guy, June? Uh, my my, <laughs> I, you know, when you say I'm a married guy, my wife makes me feel like a hot guy. Yeah, yeah I love and that. that's that's been a switcheroo in my brain. I think when I was right. dating her, it is a huge brag, and I hope you find partners that make you feel hot because I think I had a thing about my insecurities of looking a certain way. And feeling hot or not, and feeling like when I'm dating girls, like, yeah, okay, they're attracted to me, I guess. But then she really made me feel like I'm beautiful. You oh, know? wow. Whoa. So then, <laughs> because this person sees so so much hotness in you, you start to believe the hype a little. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and because it's the person you love, you're like, okay, I should believe the hype. Right. Yeah. I, that's I, such I, a good I point. Should, I should be loved and thought of as a hot person that's um that reminds me yeah earlier this actually this week uh my wife sent me it we usually just text each other pictures of our son back and forth to each other uh-huh. but th- today you know how like uh 
Instagram or uh, the the iPhone shows you like featured photos. Yeah. So she yep. saw one of me and she sent it to me. It was like me. Uh, we were just like eating at a diner somewhere, and she took a picture of me, and she's like, "Oh, you look really cute here." And I did. Uh huh. <laughs> I was so. I was. She like, was factually correct. Yes, I was. Just like, I was like. Uh, uh, <laughs> confirmed, yeah. Uh-huh. But it was just like, wow. Like she like looks through pictures of me sometimes. I mean, sometimes, and says, and she just, I don't know, like, and that that's, you know, that makes a marriage so a little spicy, you know. It is. Wow. It keeps it, it keeps it hot. It was. I would like that someday. I, like, I know. <laughs> and uh, I should do it more. I think she's better with the compliments. Just yeah. just giving dishing some I like. Know. You have to work you on good, it. And you look great. And I got to be better about. You're pretty tonight. You're yeah. you look great. Wow, your curtain bangs you just made. Look wow. yeah, yeah, she just got curtain bangs. Wow, it's I love a big that. Deal. Korean bangs? Is that what you said? Curtain. curtain oh, curtain. Bangs. I was like very in. Oh, they are in. Mm-hmm. Is is your hair knowledge like zilch? Mike? I have no idea. <laughs> I thought Korean bangs sounds like curtain bangs. Yeah. And yeah. it's probably the same thing in my mind. Yeah, probably. They're they're like a 90s swoop in the front. If you see any, I think, actor they're from very that in era. Right now. Yeah. Okay. Like kind of fair faucety, like fair, oh, yeah, fair, yeah, fair kind of seventies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, Jenny, we're gonna get you feeling good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Because I know you got some stuff this week we want to talk about. Yeah. We're gonna we're just gonna kick it off that way, you know. Yeah. Jenny, what kind of Asian were you this week? I'm gonna frame it in a different way. Okay. Okay. Wait. Let me think. I was. A, yeah. suddenly has a lot of time on her hands, Asian. Oh, whoa. And, um, okay, so I was part of the tech layoffs. Yes. <laughs> Ouch. So I found out yesterday. Yes. And I don't, I'm assuming I'm allowed to talk about my experience in this. I have um, no idea. I'm pretty sure I can. Yeah. But, you know, if anyone works in tech and you were part of this, I feel you. Um, but I basically woke up yesterday at 7 a.m. for my class pass yoga class. Yep. And I woke up and then I saw my email and then um, I was like, what? And I, uh, you know, I have my work email on my phone. So then I was like, I saw the email come through both emails. And then I basically it was like, yeah, we don't have a place for you here anymore. Um, And I immediately saw the New York Times kind of alert. That's like 12,000 jobs being cut. Um, And then I clicked my corporate email, just not thinking I clicked it. And then I had no access anymore. And I was like, oh, it's happened. Um, and I was just like, so confused, (laughs) um, because truly the day before I was like working on projects, right? not happily, but I was doing it. Yeah. Like annoyingly, like complaining, like, I can't believe I don't work on a deck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, yesterday was really interesting. It was like a lot of people like texting and calling being like, were you part of it? And then it's either like I was too, or like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And like other, uh, just like everyone like texting me. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I feel fine. The, I didn't work that long. (laughs) (laughs) Like I worked for like five months. Yeah. That's like really nothing. Like I was like just getting to the point where I was taking things on and then they're like, never mind. And I was like, mm. okay. It makes sense. Like I'm like a new person, but it also sucks because it's like I just started figuring it out. Right. Um, and also I I want to do comedy, so I was like, whatever. <laughs> right, right. Maybe this is a nice little sign from the universe that I should write. Um, so I like emotionally feel fine. I think the experience of it is weird as hell. Like mm. it really is so weird to like be doing something one day and then just have it be like completely taken under, yeah. from underneath you. Yeah. Um, and I've just never had that experience. And you've so, never been laid off before. No, I've never been laid off. Got this it. is my first experience with that. Yeah. Um, you've been laid though, right? I've been yeah, laid, not for a while, but <laughs> hey, uh... that's what the hotness. <laughs> Dang. Um, 
But yeah, so that's just been like processing that the past day. Yeah. Where I, I, um, I was not working for a year. Oh, when I started the podcast, I was right, working. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and so I've already done the whole thing of like learning who I am outside of work. Yeah. Like I've done that. Like that was a journey and I did it. Um, and so I had a really pretty distant relationship to work emotionally. Mm. Um, and so when this, whatever, it ha- when it happened yesterday, I was like, yeah, that's whatever. It's fine. Like I know who I am. Like I know what my priorities are. What I really feel for is everyone who's about to start this journey now, yeah. which is a lot of my my uh, old Google friends, because I can feel everyone kind of spiraling. Wait, right now. so so you, so you have a, you have a bunch of friends who yes. are Google people, and they were there for I, I assume you know from from before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they've been there for a while. I have. So I have like many friends who lost their jobs from every really? amount of tenure. One of my friends was there for five years. One of my friends was there for 17 years. Oh, 17 yeah, years? Yeah, like, they were... They were and they just saw, threw them in the trash, yeah. bro. I saw someone Dang. who was there for 20 and, like, got the same email as me, same experience as me. Like, wow. it really was, like, wild. Because at first I was like, oh, I understand. And then I now... I really feel for the people who, like, have had this for many decades in their life like and it was stable and it was like their community like i feel really for those people because i'm like now begins the hard journey now like the, figuring it out and and getting into improv one yeah <laughs> okay that's gonna be so and hard it's so much money now it's so much money good <laughs> so luck to expensive. all the google people who are now going to go into yeah. improv I have a couple puzzles i could give you yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyone who may be traveling to thailand to to do muay thai mm-hmm. you know full-time good luck for that truly so i feel for those people more than like I'm like I'm good because you know who you are yeah and I like have another thing yeah like a lot of people don't have another thing yeah and I have like this like I'm like okay so that goes but my my this calendar that you just read out that's also my calendar you right. know what I'm saying I'm like I have other stuff that like is moving yeah for sure um and so I'm like now those people have to figure out what this means and I was mm. like dang and also a lot of people have kids like the, the I just am like in a different world I feel when it comes yeah. to like responsibility because I'm like yeah I get to write my pilot yeah now. yeah 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 <laughs> um so that's kind yeah. of where I'm at like kind of it's a weird experience everyone has been so kind my mom kept being like you okay yeah and like we don't really talk like that that much but she was just like i am so sorry like wow. she was so like yeah soft and like ni- i mean she's very soft but like she was like extra just like jenny oh jenny yeah. like and i was like mom it's okay like it's okay. i'm fine um but yeah i i had that experience so um if you're going through that i feel you it's super weird yeah very weird um and i'm right there with you but was, you know let's all write pilots was there <laughs> <laughs> let's read our pilots together so we're starting a uh yeah, yeah. a class a pilot yeah. class uh, 500 dollars <laughs> per seat so did did a bunch of different tech companies all do it at once like as like a freaking you know yeah thing? i believe really google and microsoft was this week i also know vox had some layoffs um uh, facebook and then, snap yeah, I wow. think that was they were earlier, and I know Amazon is has announced they will be cutting like yeah. eighteen thousand. Right, I know that. That's yeah. that's uh, that's interesting for so, sure. Definitely, tech is bad. Yeah, our listeners are uh, trend heavy into this this sector. So yeah. <laughs> this means that you could probably listen to the podcast more. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, lend your ears to us. Maybe we'll come out with two. We'll we'll have an unemployment podcast too. Yeah, where we just come out twice twice a week. One this one, one unemployment one where we're just talking about improv one yeah. and whatever skills we're picking up that week. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I would love that. June, have you ever been laid off? 
Because you're a writer, right? So like things are can kind of come and go. I get, I, yeah, I get. Uh, my contract was up, so I'd be you know let go in that way. So that's yeah. laid off. Like, but guess. I guess you know. But no, not formally. Where it's like, yeah. I got to transition to the next job each time, yeah. which I'm grateful for. Right. So I made good moves, I guess. Right. Yeah. And uh, gut instincts of like, even in digital media, everything's cyclical. Uh -huh. So everything's going to fall and rise. A lot of money coming in and all of a sudden a lot of money going out. Yeah. We're trying something new. It's not working. Let's fire everyone. <laughs> so there are rounds like that. Um, in your tech biz. Yeah. Do your coworkers have a healthy relationship in terms of like, do they put a lot of their identity in their work? I think that a lot of people in like nine to five tech jobs definitely do i yeah. mean like i think there's like a culture in tech um where it's just like we're a family is this self-importance or is it like you truly believe in the work i think a lot of people truly believe in the work mm -hmm. i maybe i think things shifted with the pandemic to be honest like i saw a lot of tech people like oh like Life is so much more than this product I'm building. Yeah, that we're is going to revolutionize the world or whatever. The revolutionize the way we order our sandwiches. Um, <laughs> but I and I think the pandemic shifted things for a lot of people around me. But I still know that like there is an attachment in yeah. terms of identity. And I think in general, we were talking about this before. Like, there's a lot of identity attached to work. Um, I think there's also a lot of that, right? Like a lot of these people. It's like when you get asked, oh, like. Who are you? What do you do? It's like the first thing you say is like, oh, I'm XX at Google or whatever. Like, yeah. I think like I'm an engineer at Google and I work yeah. on Android. Like, yeah. okay, so that's, I think once that's gone, it's like now you have to figure out who you are. I try to avoid talking about work when I first meet people. Me too. And Singles Inferno is all about this. If you all are watching, <laughs> Korean culture is so hung up on uh, status. Mm. So instead of like, I don't know what, it's about don't tell your age and don't tell what your job is. Mm -hmm. You can't talk about that uh, oh, in order until to avoid all of the status hierarchy. talk hi right. hierarchy. And then and then they go to something called paradise where they can freely talk. And oh. the first question is like, how old are you? How old do you think I am? What do you do for a job? And then you're like, whoa, whoa. you do that? Oh, And then, you know, they get a little uh, more intimate, I guess, in terms of just emotionally. Yeah. Um, you don't talk about you being a, a, a writer, like a TV writer, when you meet people? When people ask, but I don't straight up just like, right. hey, I, I write kids television. Yeah. Um, I like talking about it more now. Yeah. I think before any creative stuff, everyone's a little more enamored. Yeah. Like, whoa, you get to live this life. Yeah. yeah. I did a stand-up show and like a high school friend came up to me. He was there. Didn't know he was going to be there. And he's like, oh my God, you're, he was drunk for sure. <laughs> and just going, oh my gosh, I'm a pharmacist now. I have a Porsche, but you're living the dream, You have a Porsche? Man. Damn. You're wow. living the dream. I'm so jealous. I'm just like, what? you're telling me you have a Porsche, you have a successful job, yet he's crying to me that I'm creative. It's like yeah. a lot of people put a lot of uh, right. uh, projecting their own. Oh, totally. The grass is always yeah. greener, too. Yeah, th this is not easy. Yeah. This, this is a constant, consistent struggle. Right. Yeah, I would, I would, I would uh, uh, deny all of you if I got a Porsche. That's how it would what be. What does deny mean? You won't look at, you won't even look at us? Drive yeah. past and stick a <laughs> exactly. middle finger. Drive by middle finger. Like, <laughs> yeah. You guys. Actively beat us up. Exactly. exactly. But then, like, even for you, Mike, like, this makes me think, luckily, you were only there for five months. Yeah. So you were, like, getting your feet wet and then you jumped out. Yeah. Not by choice. But, like, this makes me think of marriage a little, where you have to, like, keep your self-identity a little bit. Right. Mm. And not glom onto yeah. this other thing 100%. Or is that bad not going in 100%? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very millennial thing to, well, not really, but I, I feel in general millennials uh, were kind of known for being like, we want a job that means something, yep. you know, it can't just be, oh, I work at a, I don't know, auto body shop or something like that. Right. Because I want to have, I want to support the mission and I want to feel like I'm making a difference and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So then you get caught up into like, I'm, I'm a good person because I was doing this thing. And then now that thing's not there anymore. So now. How can I, I contribute to society? Right. How can I be, uh, how can I like line up with all the ideals that I have? Or do I even have those anymore? Or do they even exist? Whatever, whatever. Um, I do feel I've been laid off before. Mm -hmm. And I will say that it was one of the most freeing things in my mind was uh, thinking of myself as like a Ronin where <laughs> I uh, just do, I, I, I told myself, I just do this for money. You know? Yeah. I just do this for money. And it made it feel, it just made me feel a lot better because then I was like very honest with like, this is work. And I will try hard, mm -hmm. but I do this for money. So if you don't, if it's not, if it's not working out, it's just because it's, um, it's an economic transaction. It's yeah, not necessarily yeah. like, oh, I'm a value judgment. You know, like I think a lot of times, especially if you get laid off because of, you know, some performance issue, you're like, I'm a bad person. Yeah. You know, mm. I'm lazy. Yeah. Or something, right. But if you think of it as like, this is money. I owe you nothing. You owe me nothing outside of what was on black and white our contract yeah then it's like you know you just feel like more of a badass because you just be like i don't give a fuck you know yeah, <laughs> I just leave yeah. any second you know totally i mean that's what the relationship i had so i used to work at google and then yeah. i quit and then i came back um but that's the the second go around that's exactly how i felt um, i was like this is just a way for me to have health insurance and pay my bills yeah because like and if you know whatever yeah. i'm but, just gonna like do what i need to do here and then i'm gonna leave and go do what i want mm-hmm yeah, you have the bliss of not having a family or people you have to take care of yeah. right now, too. So Dude. I'm just like, live, laugh, love, buying shoes for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a lot of shoes while I was in the five months I was here, so it was really worth it. <laughs> I'm imagining, or did you buy a bunch of live, laugh, love signs, too? Um, no. I would never, and I can't even joke that I would. I would never. What is the, what is the, what is the live, laugh, love for you, you know? If what it had, is for me? No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, what are the three words oh. that you live by? <laughs> if you had to put, it on, put them up in your oh my cool God. Brooklyn apartment. Okay. In neon, right? Yeah. Like, it would be like, you know, some people... What might, would yours be? Oh, gosh. Jiu-Jitsu for one. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu, fashion, and my son. <laughs> yeah! Uh, that's, that's the yeah! Mike, yeah! Mike Venn diagram. Yeah. That's so good. Let, let, let's see, yeah, like, it, yeah, it would be like, yeah. From Neo, Jits, and... <laughs> Jits. Pants. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Taylor, Jenny, Taylor Jenny, what I know of you just from listening to the podcast. Yeah. Let's see. Um, uh, emotions. Uh-huh, oh, yes. You know, emotions. Of all sectors, uh -huh. um, getting out there, uh -huh. right? I feel like it's been a a um, evolution. Yes. Since I've heard you start on this podcast and where you want to go. Yeah. So emotions, evolution. We need another e. Yeah. Um, ecstasy. <laughs> yeah. Not, oh yeah. Not, not even that's the life part, I guess. Yeah. Not the drug. That's Just good. Yeah. I don't. I don't really up. do ecstasy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. Let me. I was yeah, gonna say. I was gonna put Shrek in there. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that, like, when I think of Shrek, that does work with you, Jenny? It's not like you look like Shrek. No, but I love Shrek. But you love Shrek, and you are kind of like... Shrek vibes. 
kind of Shrek vibes. vibes. You're an onion. I'm that's, an onion. Yes. I'm Shrek vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Anyways, that's that was my week. And I love it. Yeah. I, we need to hear about your week, so. <laughs> I do. I, I, but I, I want to say, if anyone, for our listeners, if you want to tell us what your three live, laugh, love words are, mm-hmm. that's a fun one. 646-809-7231 is our voicemail box. We've been getting some voicemails. We're going to do them, I think, when it'll be an episode with Jenny and I only. So 646-809-7231. And tell us what the three words are. June, do you have real quick? Do you have any? What oh, are yeah, your three? My three words? Yeah. Um, Let me guess on yours. Hold on. That's a good date question, by the way. If you, that's a really good. You know, it's like, hey, what if live, laugh, love? If you had a plaque, what would it be? <laughs> I think like seventy percent people would be like, ugh. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, Jenny. Yeah, Mike. Don't you wish that life had a user's manual? That's every day of my life, Mike. I'm type A as hell. (laughs) I wish that life had a user's manual uh, because then you could use the user's manual to figure out what to do with your life and help you solve problems. Unfortunately, life doesn't have a user's manual, but BetterHelp Online Therapy is basically the next best thing. That's because therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions to help and to help you learn productive coping skills. That makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. If you're a listener, you know that I am literally the biggest fan of therapy. Mm -hmm. Therapy has helped me immensely. It's helped me understand how I think and has allowed me to live more authentically as me out in the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Asian. That's BetterHelp.com Asian. Yeah, I've been trying to tell single friends, like, what's your dating question so you can, you know, yeah. not just go, what's your, what do you do for work? In right, 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 right. Uh, right now, what is my things? Okay. Um, married, but not with family yet. Okay. Just being, trying to be single and like free. Okay. Yeah. Right. So like no ties. Childless. But also, childless. Childless. That's, one. that's it. <laughs> um, hmm. You got nothing else going on, June. Um, well, it's just more like, uh, what, what do I stand for in my life right now? Um, I want to create more. Create. So, oh, self-create. create's a good one. Yeah. Shrek, create. Shrek, so are you. Create. Right, yeah. And steal that. Um, I've been journaling a lot. So it's like on the page, but not in my head. So it's like a lot of <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, uh, so the three verbs, I realize they have to be verbs. Yeah, create. Create. Mary, don't get pregnant. Journal. <laughs> yeah. oh, maybe, oh, Mary. Pull, yeah. pull out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Journal, yeah. create, pull out. <laughs> oh. Ironic, ar- ironic that those two are on the same list. Create and pull out. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey. That is, that is the beautiful. inner struggle of my. Uh, oh my, my god, mind. that's that's great. It's funny because I did this work uh, place exercise because we had this. Um, we got everyone together, and then there was a uh, like a human resources consultant, uh-huh. and she did this person. It was like a work personality uh, test, uh-huh. and it's called HBDI, uh-huh. I think. And it's how wh- how you work in the mm. workplace. Okay, you're data driven and fact driven. 
You're a creative big thinker. Mm. You're uh, a doer, mm -hmm. like schedules. And then the fourth one was emotional. Mm. Uh, that's how you are as a person. But then when you're under pressure, it's like if you're the uh, data-driven person, I think you're like unmalleable. Mm. If you're a creative big thinker, you wind up not doing anything because yeah. you're too like yeah, yeah. Mid midstream. The doer is too too stuck in their process and can't get out of it, uh -huh. and then an emotional person just like breaks down because they they're like they can't emotionally handle right, <laughs> what's right, going right, right. on. I'm the last two, but um, <laughs> yeah, I have the creator, and I'm the creator I, I think I have the creator and the doer battling in my brain. Mm. When I, I'm working for someone, I'll do all your stuff, but when I'm working for myself, I'll create, but then I don't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah, oh, I understand that. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. When it's I hate being my own doer. Yeah, you hate to do yourself. But yeah, I hate doing myself. Yeah, you hate doing yourself. Ugh. Make sure to, don't forget if, when you're doing yourself to pull out. Okay? Yeah. yeah. We don't, we want the, we want the pull Be out. Safe. That's important. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Um, How's your week, Mike? Gosh. Uh, what kind of Asian were you this week? I was a fell off the wagon Asian. Because yeah, you really did. I did. I, I'm doing dry January for shouts to everybody who's who's trying to do that too. It's been pretty good. Yesterday, I uh, was my friend's birthday, and I had stipulated in my contract you did, you did. that I was going to drink on that day because it's his birthday. So I was like, okay, I will, I will do that. And it hasn't been too hard, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, I've saved a ton of money. I That's have the other part. I have it's so, so I've, expensive I've, to I've drink. Saved, I've saved a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, I find that I have more time in my day because I'm not sitting somewhere drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it has it, it really hasn't been too bad. Uh, but yesterday I went and I sat there with my wife and we were waiting for the rest of the group to show up. And we had a drink and uh, we were in this like cool Korean Park Slope restaurant. Mm -hmm. And the bar is like really like it looks nice. It's like well done. It's kind of. Like, I don't know, like purposefully kind of 90s -y in there, 80s -y in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I miss, I realize I miss sitting in a bar mm. um, because maybe, you know, I'm a, I'm a big thinker, you know? So it's like, <laughs> I just like, well, why are you laughing at that? <laughs> why are you laughing at that? It just is such a crazy place to put that. But yeah, go ahead. Well, well I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I like to sit and I like I'm to like thinker. I'm a big thinker okay you guys can't even get on my level yeah you probably right? won't even understand this do you guys but... even know about bitcoin I think it's pretty big it's going bad right now but that's on purpose everybody okay it's big brain it's gotta go to down lose. to go back up exactly yeah. everybody it's the true true train is at the bottom of the hill everyone on board true true peaks and valleys peaks and valleys <laughs> uh, so I I like to sit and ruminate, you know? Yeah. Mm. I like to sit and just mm -hmm. like have some like jazz going. Sure. But I've, I, so I missed that. But I realized I can't, you know, there's no other reason to be in a bar but to drink. And so I'm trying to think of other things I could do. You know, like I'll drink the shit out of a whole bunch of coffee. I'll buy a bunch of coffee. Yeah. You know, and some bars will have coffee and I love that. But so I, I was just trying to think about what can I do in a bar that lets me ruminate without drinking. And I, I couldn't figure it out. Read? Yeah. Yes, reading is cool. I think people try, I, there are some weirdos that just like drink water and write at the bar. Yeah. Those, are, are, you, those are the lifers. The bar lets you just be there? Well, that's what I'm saying. I want to support the bar. I don't uh, mind uh -huh. paying for stuff. It's well, just what if like, you just get like a ginger beer? Yeah, is okay. Is not okay? Like I for you, well, emotionally? I think I could do that. Hmm. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Just buy a lot of soda. It, I have been drinking a lot more soda, yeah. by the way. Yes. Uh, but it, it is it is weird because I've replaced uh, drinking with dessert. Oh. And so, and it's not, it's just not the same, same. vibe. No, same. not at sitting, all. Sitting at a bar eating a cupcake. No. <laughs> you're sitting there just like, oh, what does it mean to be alive? Yeah, and, and then like, the bar people are like, there's that guy who keeps coming in with a cupcake. <laughs> Is that an ice cream cake that yeah. you got? Yeah. But, it's, but then you become Cupcake Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you become the guy. And you just own it. It's about yeah. consistency yeah, that's and, true. Uh, and a brand. friendly. Yeah, yeah. That's about branding yeah. yourself. That does seem like something Kerouac would have done. I could, <laughs> I could see if you took your hat off and just put a cupcake on your head. <laughs> I could see that. A big hit. That's pretty good. <laughs> so anyways, that was um, that was me. I feel I drank a lot yesterday. Uh, I just like, because we went karaoke and I yeah. just kind of like turned turned it up. Um, uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I feel fine today. Um, it is about 8 p.m. right now. That we're <laughs> it recording, is so. 8 p.m. <laughs> and I am in my jammies. No, no it's, it feels pretty good. But um, yeah, that was that was me. So I'm back on the wagon for the rest of this um it's only one more week, right? It's only yeah. It's, it's the twenty first today, yeah. so we got like another oh, a week, week and a half. Yeah, it's it hasn't been that bad. Yeah. Um, so, I'm yeah. doing I'm doing dry January right now too. Yeah. And I think I've gotten over the hump of like desiring. Mm-hmm. Yes. The first, I would say, the big trigger for me, I think, was actually I had a show that was, it wasn't a bad show, but it, I I was really stressed out about it. And afterwards, I came home and I was like, I really want to drink, mm-hmm. like right then. Yeah. That's okay because I'm I'm learning a lot more about myself. I think this is the big thing because I think for a while I was like, you know, you have the Sunday scaries and yeah. you're like, okay, I got to go and uh, I'm going to have a drink mm-hmm. on Sunday. And I was afraid of what would happen if I didn't have a drink. Does that make oh, sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Wait, what? You were afraid of what would happen if you didn't have if a drink? If I didn't have a drink, like would I get really like panicky? I you know? see. You because, might, you might, and you have to work yeah, through right. it. Yeah, through it. Yeah. Well, it, so the thing I've found is actually nothing happens. <laughs> I'm just me and I'm just there. And yeah. actually it's been fine because I have, you know, my family and my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> my top three. Yeah. So it's, it's, I've, I've got that. So I've learned that. I've learned that I don't have to have it on a Sunday in order to get through the week, which, yeah. is, mm-hmm. which has been helpful. I haven't found that I'm much better with it without it does that make sense like i'm some people are like, oh i'm so much sharper and uh, i'm I'm the same i'm the same interesting but you know i guess that's a data point as well it's all data it's all data collection data collection it's not same because you know you'll be hung over if you do get messed up right that's true that's true so empirically it's better yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you're doing it too I'm yeah. doing it. Do you, do, do you drink a lot? No. Okay. Uh, my wife wanted to do it because she felt like she was um, just going out every weekend. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. just felt like it was piling on with the holidays. And now it's like decompressing a little. Yeah. Um, I'm normally not indulgent. So it wasn't like crazy hard. But it, it's always when you don't have it, you want it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's I was at a bar winter. yesterday and it was okay. Mm. You went to a bar? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Chris Donahue. Oh, He's yes. leaving for Texas. So th- this is all, uh, he, I used to host the open right. mic with him. Oh, oh my God. Just back in the this day. Is, oh, my God. Oh, Mike. that neuron. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> for me, uh, I feel like a full circle Asian this week. <laughs> um, well, how's he doing? He's well, very, very He's quickly. engaged. Okay. And cool. uh, his fiance got a job out in Texas and he has a few friends out there. So he feels like it's, it feels like a okay move. Yeah. And he wants to start a family as well. Wow. I'm telling his business, but. Uh, yeah. He's 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 getting Come out of the blast. <laughs> yeah, so Chris and I used to host an open mic 
in the East Village. Uh, or I guess ABC, I guess. And that's where I met Mike for the first time. Yes. And he... Long time ago. When I first he was so sh- he was so shy, so shy. Who was yeah. I? He was. Yeah, Mike. But he's wearing the loudest clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, he's yeah. wearing these crazy outfits. I'm like, who the f is this guy? <laughs> what was I wearing? Uh, I think you had a lot of like uh, what I remember, like parachutey pants. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like Wait, army. the first time I met Mike, I don't know if you even remember this. I met you in Asian AF like before the pandemic, okay. and I remember the one thing was like he, you had huge glasses. Yes, he had Edna mode you, glasses, and then like bright orange beanie yes. up to oh, like, yep. but it wasn't like really on your head. I was like, I don't know how it's staying there. <laughs> yep. my and it was like very like street wear. Yes, I had a, I had a, my street. I think I had a camo jacket. I had a camo jacket. Yeah, that was the vibe back then. Yep. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I remember you telling jokes shyly. Yes, I was very n- nervous. Um, and so recently, it was the first time I really saw Mike do a set, actually, oh, at, okay. at uh, Asian, uh, Hack City. Hack yeah. City. And I had not seen Mike at a show proper, okay. right? Because it's different when you're yeah. at home, Mike. You're practicing, you're shy. Sure. <laughs> and then now it's his show yeah. at Hack City, confident, uh, can talk about a lot of stuff in his yeah. life. And it was really refreshing and really nice to see that he's grown. Oh, <laughs> it's like watching your child grow. You're like, oh. No, not at all. I mean, it's just uh, like he talks Fu- now. Fumi, Fumi. <laughs> I met Fumi at that mic, like Brian Park oh, at that wow. mic. Yeah. Like I would say, I started with Mike and Fumi and yeah, Brian and all those guys. True. Yeah. Um, so now I'm on this side, and you guys are on that side. Here yeah. we are. And life has changed, however it goes. Sure. I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to more of like a Ken Jung. Yeah. Revolution where yes, I'm doing stand up, but maybe when I'm like 45, something will happen. Oh, oh. I see. I'm just like laying down the foundation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe stand up. It's just a hard life. It's it a nighttime life. life. It, it is, is a nighttime life. Um, yeah. And it's definitely, you have to commit to it. And if you can't commit to it, you should get out and figure something else out. I agree. Which, I agree. which I've done. Which is why I can't ever. <laughs> do stay, do but I, I like I want to do it. It's right? like romantically, like that's it seems romantic, but also I'm like I, when I see everyone's schedules, I'm like they're doing shows every night. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. And it's late. I it's feel late. rude, um, dipping my toe in a little sometimes, where I'm just like, oh, I'll just step in Why? and step out. Yeah, you should. I like it. Like no matter what I do, I'll like it. But in terms of like really trying. But it's not trying hard enough because look at their their schedules. Like they're they're going for it. Yeah. Whereas I have a little bit of a fallback writing for kids television. There's always like if you are um, you got your eggs in another basket, you yeah. tend to go to the other basket because stand up is hard. Right. It's a grind, and you're tired because mm-hmm. you're sleeping at two a.m. Waking up for your job the next day. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard on the body. Um, no, you should do 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 the. I, 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 my whole thing is, you know, you got to do it the way yes. that works for you. Yes. And you it's know? sustainable. And sustainable for you because the, 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 it's not be the best in the game. It's no. just be in the game. Yeah. Be in the game at all and you're yeah. going to be, I don't know, the word successful because there's no such thing. But it's it's more you will find your thing because you're, you're still in the game. And that's the most important thing. Who cares if you're going out every single night for like five years and then at the end of it you... And you know you fucking burn out, and then nothing happens. So you gotta stay in the game, baby. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, important stay thing. in the game, because um, you're bound to get your shoot your shot a little better. You know, just a little bit better every time. But um, again, the doing. Yeah. That's the hard part. Doing. I have so many ideas. I mean, that's with everyone that has a plan, idea, a, yeah. a screenplay. But if you don't actually write it down, yeah. uh, there's nothing to show for it. It's yeah. so real. I um. 
glad that you brought up that's how we met you and I because I think we wanted to talk about male friendships. <gasps> that was something you and I had You know, that's about. that's not separate from why I reached out to you. Yeah, so um, we've known each other for a while, yeah. obviously, from stand-up and doing different things. And then I, we didn't see each other for a little bit because uh, you were doing other stuff, which is great. Um, and then we reconnected. And if the podcast feels different for season three, it's because of this guy. <laughs> yeah, his feedback. you and I had a long chat. You came uh, and you uh, watched uh, one of my uh, sets. And afterwards, we were talking. And... Um, I, I I had I feel I had a lot of tough love then right there. Yeah, yeah. I was being a uh, uninvited producer. <laughs> well, yeah. I was no, I was note I was note dumping like crazy. Yeah. You had a lot of thoughts, and it was very interesting. And it made me. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It made me spiral a little bit. I saw it, and I feel bad because I said so much, um, and that's not fair. But no. But I. That's friendship. But yeah, it is. And but and I feel that you know um i don't know necessarily if all your notes were fair but i do think it is good to be confronted with uh another aspect of yourself from some other point of view so that you can evaluate those things yeah because it is important to evaluate yourself and your content or whatever yeah so i would say overall the net it was positive Great. But yeah, you were going to say... I was going hard, though, because I, I felt like it was a transitional period mm-hmm. yes. between Fumi leaving and Jenny coming on board, and what does that mean for your show, mm-hmm. the dynamic. Uh, this is all behind the scenes, by the way, the oh, Asian, yes. Asian BTS. Um, <laughs> it's very complex, a lot of players. <laughs> and uh, I was trying to get more engaged with Mike just on like a comedic level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I also Which wanted I to just enjoy. like... We had a chat one living room... Uh, no, one afternoon, just had a coffee and a chat. And Mike was talking about his career, which was really vulnerable and nice to talk shop, uh-huh. essentially. Yeah. And then that made me feel comfortable to just say, like, hey, here's a show. Here's how bad it is. All right. Let's get it better, baby. <laughs> no, it was just like little um, things just right. uh, on like a flow level, I guess. Sure. Uh, not little, but it was a lot of I was dumping a lot. And I left that night. I was like. Why did I do all of that? <laughs> I should have just said like one or two of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, no, I think Jenny's been a great addition. Oh my God, thank you. I can't handle That was the, the first notes. note. The first note was, Jenny is terrible. I was like, yeah. I can't handle the notes right now. No, the, the immediate reaction I had when you started was like, the vibe is different. Yes, it is. Oh yeah, and yeah. I said that from the beginning. Very, very different. But there will be a vibe shift. And, um, <laughs> that is the, that is the, the secret... Uh, we have an episode zero that we never released. That's never right. Released, and we it talked was a about practice, vibe shift. It was a practice episode. Yeah, we did it online. You should always do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. It's wild how the 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 ratio of dick talk to not dick talk is, is crazy apparent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when, um... I mean, I listened to one episode, and, like, before, when you called me and you asked me, and I listened, and I was like, oof, yeah. I can't talk about dicks like this. No, yeah. <laughs> we did talk about pulling out just now, though. So. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. as far as I'll go. But it's, it's like, it's it's not crass. It's just yeah. right. responsible. Yeah, right. a responsible Res- amount responsible, of dick talk. Responsible dick talk. <laughs> but we're all humans, and that's our core <laughs> procreating. But what, so... Yeah, you... So, yeah, with male friendships, um, I've seen my wife hang out with her friends and consistently plan things and going out and making sure um, 
she hangs out with them. Sure. And stays emotionally engaged. Yeah. Uh, up to date with not just, like, their work life, but, like, how are they in their lives for real? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I was getting a little jealous because mm -hmm. I was like, wait, I have friends, but Maybe. I haven't talked to them in a while. Right. Yeah. Um... And I think I never really made friends in the stand-up scene because I didn't really engage as well. Mm. Like, I was, I was a little standoffish and just, like, how guarded I was. Mm -hmm. Maybe because, like, if I want to be friends with you, I don't want to just dip my toe in it either. Mm -hmm. So I, And stand-up people are odd. <laughs> yes. You know, to say the least. Uh, you don't know who to trust in some ways with your I emotional baggage or your, your selfhood. Totally. Right? And I think I'm well-adjusted enough where I don't want to bring in erratic energy into my life yeah. so i also am trying to protect myself in that way um you are surprisingly normal thank you <laughs> um thank you. what does surprisingly mean well just because again when you when yeah when you meet stand-up people a lot of them i, I was talking oh i was on another podcast and somebody asked me would i would i ever date a comic and no but not necessarily because of like the proximity to work thing but because I feel a lot of comics, especially people who are newish at it or, you know, in their 20s, they're going, they're using stand-up to go work through something. Mm -hmm. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of uh, working through that mm -hmm. and the stand-up is, 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 that's happening. And I, and I feel like I wouldn't be able to be with someone who was doing that, you know? like On in the, the stage? Uh, not, not, not even, not even and like... not with you? Not even that. It's just like that they're... Uh, doing it in that way, like processing it via stand up and like learning. So it's like learning about themselves, but then also doing this really weird art form. Mm -hmm. So I feel that kind of person is not like going to be susceptible to like a good relationship. I don't know. I, oh, that's my interesting. Thought. For me, I when I if I were to be asked that question, yeah. mine would be like, I think where my biggest block is is like the weird competitiveness of yes, that, like yes, weirdly being too. funny enough. It's like you're not on stage, but it's like in conversation. And sometimes it gets to a point where I'm like, what is this? Like, why are we all trying to like be like, but I'm also funny. So like, let's yeah. you're saying joke. that's what happens if you dated a comic or yeah. have you dated a comic and that's happened or that's no. your fear or I've of dated, a comic? I've never dated a stand-up comic. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, or comedian I, types. Comedian type, yeah. I'm okay with the comedian type. I think it's a, I'm talking stand-up comic. Yes. Uh, uh, I wouldn't, I would date an improver. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that either, but it's a different flavor. It's de fair, for sure a different fair. flavor. And I also think writer is different flavor as well. Um, but I think like stand-up specifically, I feel always like even more like weirdly mm, performative and yeah. joke-based in, in conversation. That feels a little competitive at times where I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't date them only in fear of them becoming more successful. Mm, yeah. And that's the real fear. Then you. Definitely. Yeah. I yeah. guess adding creative. I think that's there, real. There's like a sense of jealousy. Totally. Of course. Um, okay, but I want to go back to the male friendships yes, part. Yes, sure. So is it... Um, so your your wife has her own friends. I always have a question. Do you have... Do you have like I always have the question. That's Jenny's tombstone. Always have the question. Do you have um do you have female friends and uh, do you sustain those or is, or were uh, you like is so did you have that and then did you like actively wanted like really focus on male friendships? I had uh girlfriends, female friends um during stand up time mm -hmm. and then um like a few years ago and then they all we all sort of disbanded because Got people got families or they moved. Mm -hmm. uh, recently saw them because we we're all like, let's get together. And it was really fun because these are people I grew up from childhood. Mm -hmm. oh, so it was nice. just like guards down. It, was, it felt like back then again, 
because I actually had dated someone within the friendship group. Okay. Oh. So I felt a little like yeah. weird. And yeah. now my wife's in the circle oh, and she's still in that friendship circle. But then we met up recently and it was all cool. Okay. Yeah. She was laughing at her thing. <laughs> she was laughing at her. You know, but you know, under the table, they both had the guns pointed. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like fucking yeah. inglorious bastard it. style. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> oh no, she's using the wrong fingers. <laughs> but luckily, I think people have grown up past some, me personally, and then she's gone through my ex, gone through her own things. Right. I would imagine not that she's thinking about this, uh, but then that was really nice. But yes, I would say female friendships not as much on text here and there, but I don't have that many close, close female friends in that way. Got it. And the male friends that I do, I made them in the last, um, like, 2012, like, 10 years. Uh-huh. Like, post-college. Yeah. So, um, I met them later in life, and I want to keep them close. Yeah. And make sure they don't fall off in my life. Yeah. Because um, yeah. some of them live in Staten Island, so, like, uh, logistically, sometimes it could be hard, even though it's Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's Staten Island. You know, you, you know gotta take mean? a. You, I literally have to take every mode of transportation and get there. Yeah. Right? Helicopter. Helicopter, boat, airplane, oh, yeah. um, penguin. And that's one thing. So, really actively trying to meet up somewhere. We always try to have, throw random parties, like, hey, come over, rather than like a formal. Let's get together because I think you need to do that as adults. I think mm-hmm. I think dudes for sure. We yeah. Like it's hard. Like it, we can't just have a. It's it's harder for us sometimes to just be like, hey, what you doing? Like, come, you know, hang out. Especially yeah. as you get older, it always has to be. Like, we're going, we're doing steak night. Yeah, like that, an activity based. Yeah, yeah. it's we're definitely going yeah, activity based. But also, I don't want to, I want to grow up the friendship a little. Yeah. Uh, not so it's just like we're college roommates and it's like, hey, come yeah. on over. Yes. Uh, which is cool still, but you know, I've been a little more proactive in telling people in the friend group, like, hey, let's do more stuff. Yeah. Just planting that seed and catching how they feel and they all seem game for it whether yes. we plan to do it or not is one thing but at least you know hey let's be active about hanging out more or like setting stuff up with each other um would you ever call someone to talk about stuff i do that's good because um my friend manny who i did super secret show with mm-hmm. mike brick and these are like they were my groomsmen they were mm-hmm. my best friends and they um yeah, just having like a very prolonged podcast. If you you know, it's yeah. like yeah. you're just getting together and hanging out. Yeah, um, that's why I've connected with them. Okay, so much too because I think I can talk emotionally. Yeah, and want to talk emotionally, mm-hmm. and it's so different talking to your male friend than a female friend. Mm, yeah. how, how so? How so? Uh, they just get you. <laughs> <laughs> well, also because I think Manny. Um, okay. Manny and Mike uh, came up. We came up together doing the stand-up thing, or like there we are. We there are intertwined memories, and then um, you get to be dumber with each other. Sure. On mm. you know, just laugh a lot yeah. louder about the dumb stuff <laughs> that I'm sure female friends have with each other. Sure. When they start talking about stuff, I'm like, oh my god, my I ears hurt. I actually think when when what I've seen with my wife when she talks to her friends, they get smarter. <laughs> <laughs> they like get they they like talk yes. about. Their feelings in a way—it's so much more nuanced. This is once again so generalized, but in general, I find that it is so much more nuanced than like every time I talk to a dude, especially a straight dude. It's just like dumbed down. I want to know what you think as an outsider, as an outsider, as a (laughs) as a you know observing male friendships. Yeah, Jess, Tom, we were hanging out with them, and and they had a really interesting point about how 
uh, straight guys, we like don't care about other people. We never like think about other people's feelings yeah. when we do stuff. We just like do stuff, and yeah. then like, mm. and then later There's on, a freedom to that, you know. So, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're totally right. I can never think about I, it's. It's been a long, hard process for me to think about other people's feelings, <laughs> mainly my wife's feelings, yeah. when I'm doing stuff. Um, but I wanted to know if you had a similar kind of observation about the way that us. Uh, drones as i call it <laughs> well, talk to each other it's just funny because i feel like a lot of men want connection like yes. emotional connection but yes. like don't know how to do it no and it's like and then oftentimes it's like i need a girlfriend like it's like, <laughs> it's like yes, they yes. go direct to like their partner to uh, like to like have that connection and then they don't have it elsewhere and i'm like what is that like it's so fascinating whereas like I find so much connection in my friendships. Yes. Um, but it is interesting, like, when you... If you were to hear my conversations with, like... Like, I just talked to, like, one of my best friends. We call each other, like, every day. She lives in Greenpoint. We're all in Brooklyn. <laughs> we're just very good friends. Um, we were talking about, like, our, we always go, how are you feeling today? Like, oh. every day we do, like, a feelings check. Yeah. And it's, like, 15, 20 minutes. But, like, just to check. If you heard that conversation, it you would be like, oh, my God. Like, this probably would have thought it was exhausting. Mm. But it is that where no, you, like, nice. we, like, know the words to, like, break things down yes. and stuff like that. And then, then I'll, like, <laughs> no offense, Mike, we'll talk. And then I'm, like, Mike's, like, I don't know. I'm just feeling, like whatever and i'm like cool like every week somehow it's always that I feel, when i see you i feel like you know so I, I you know what it is sometimes i don't want to i don't i feel like i don't want to bore anybody mm. or a, I think a, a lot of probably times probably like a way you want to make sure you want to present yourself in the right way yeah. instead yes. of like bringing your guard down to, and like i think you're concerned about like i don't want to like yeah i don't want to be boring i don't want to be annoying yes i don't want to be annoying because yeah. my, my problems are every single day is the same problem Sure. You know, I live in New York City and I am unfortunately a comedian. Yeah. It's like those those are like the, the source of my problems is right there. But it's interesting because I'm like, why don't you just like, sh I wish I wish I could like see more men like be vulnerable mm. and be like, I don't know. I'm not feeling great about myself or whatever. But I don't <gasps> hear that type of conversation no. between men, at least in like what I observe. No, you're right. I, there is uh, Ben Kim who, who has co-hosted on here as a guest guest co-host um he's like the one dude i will he's one of the few people i like talk to a lot but i text him and a lot mm. of times we're texting each other hey man what do you think these shoes and we just like, go back and forth and that's uh, like our language of yeah. like going back and forth and i do talk about like oh i don't i'm not feeling good about this or whatever so there is that but i but yeah it is unusual i think to like call some um, for me to call like, another dude and be like hey i'm not doing so good or whatever I, it, it i don't know what do you think um, regular check-ins is probably helps Yeah. with people, whether, totally. whether you, um, need to put so much weight on it. It's like, I need to dump all my stuff. Yeah. But then if you regular meet these people, your friends, I think it naturally, you wind up wanting to talk about other stuff. Yeah. Hopefully that's not always the case, but it comes out in certain ways. Like men just don't need to talk about it a lot of the times. Yeah. And then just literally hanging out is a big deal yeah. to get away from problems a little yes. bit. Yeah. So there's that dynamic for men who might be more emotionally stunted and just need to just vibe <laughs> with, <laughs> with someone, right? Yeah. yeah. And that is a big freedom. And just like, I think, makes them more childlike and get back to a more comfortable place yeah. sometimes, acting dumb, because you don't have the pressures or something. That's what could happen. Right. Um, emotionally talking to friends, though. I mean... The dichotomy is I can talk about my feelings if you just ask me. 
But I think a lot of times I'm not asked. So I I kept it in and would think about it a lot. And Heather's, my wife has helped me just to make sure I express something before it becomes problematic. Mm. 100%. And a problem for her or a problem for both of us. Like the prime example was we were doing our wedding invitations when we were doing that. And I was unhappy with the design. Yeah. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I said I was unhappy right before we were trying to send it out. Yes, Mm. yes, yes. And that was the big fight of just like, why did you not bring this up earlier? But I was like thinking about it the whole time and didn't bring it up. Um, And then now I'm trying to just tell her things as they're happening live. Is it because you didn't want to, you you didn't want to avoid conflict? I'm a yeah conflict avoider. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of men are. Mm-hmm. Um, which is ironic because we always want to fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want to use my fists. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, conflict avoiding. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. I the, the a core memory is seeing my mom in her car dropping me off. She gets rear-ended by like a huge SUV. Mm-hmm. Like they were both parked, so it was like a a one foot rear end. Mm-hmm. Like, right. But it was such a huge car. She was in the sedan. So it's like a jerk, right. a whiplash. I saw it happen. I was, I don't know, under 10 because it was elementary school. Instead of like making sure she was okay, I walked into the building like everything will be okay. Everything will right, be okay. right, right, right. Right. And yeah. it freaked me out. Uh, so that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think she, like, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people like, I would say everyone, I think, and I had to learn this too, is like we just think of conflict as bad. Right. But it's not bad. But especially like if you're on the same team, it's like we should work mm. through this together. If you care enough, I, I feel that that uh, that that's something I've seen my my wife with her really close female friends is yeah. that they will have whole periods where they're like uh, <laughs> feuding with each other. Sure, and that's like part of it. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm not talking to this person right now. I'm like, oh, aren't you guys best friends? I was like, yes. And and they're in and she just accepts that that's this is like part of the cycle of it. And yeah, you get yeah, upset at get each that. other, and then you come back, and and it and it goes back and forth, and you talk to the and you other talk friends. Talk it through. Th- talk it through. Yeah. Well, I f- whereas I feel with dudes, it's like if somebody is like bothering me a lot, then I'm just gonna start stop talking to him, and then that's the end of the friendship. I know. You know? And then I'm like, but did you not care about the person enough to try to even improve the experience? No, I am uncomfortable. <laughs> It is really uncomfortable. Right? So, I mean, how do you teach us? You know? Like, I know, how, I, what like, do we do? I just, like, I dated a guy, and he had no male friends. And his best friend, he had, like, one, and they barely talked. And I was like, I don't think this counts. Like, yeah. I was like, I, what is friendship if it's just, like, once every three months, you're, like, text them, like, what's up? I'm like, that's not friendship <laughs> right. to me, really. Um, and then he'd be like, oh, my, all my friends were like women. And mm. I was like, that's cool. But it's probably because they're asking you, how are you doing? And so it's like a lot easier. And I, I think that's why I'm friends with who I am. They, they may not all be um, talky. Yeah. But they actually express themselves in very, like, they're fully themselves all the time. Yeah. There's yes. no there's no barriers. I Like, there's a type. Yeah. Like, it's almost like they're sitcom characters in a way. Like, I know you're being your true self, and that's very vulnerable in that way. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they realize that they're being their true selves, but it's, it's nice that they feel like they can be themselves. Yeah. Mm. And then you start feeling like, oh, I could be myself. Totally. So that's very comforting about this group of friends I've made in the last 10 years. And yeah. again, Manny's been, he's grown up talking a lot. Uh-huh. And then I think through stand-up, we naturally have to talk when yeah. we're doing that. And then um, my brother talked me. I had a huge temper when I was growing up. And oh, really? he's six years older than I am. And he talked me down a lot. Mm. Understand my feelings. Why oh. are you angry? 
So there's a lot of that of um, think before you act. Yes. A yeah. bit of that. Maybe I act slow, but now I'm trying to act faster yeah. with the feelings. And then now I'm working on this show that's all about talking out loud. Uh-huh. So, and my boss talks through his problems out loud in uh-huh. terms of like, we need to just like, blah, 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 blah right. talk it out so that it's, it reveals how you really feel about the thing yeah. or how you want the project to go yeah. or the script or whatever. Right. So I've been learning like, oh, okay, talking out loud is not a bad thing. It's just like working through your f- process in your mind and then someone else now understands where you're coming from. So they now can react in a way that's helpful rather than um, guarded or like, what are they feeling? They're not really telling me. I think they feel like this. They don't have to guesswork anymore. A hundred percent. That's literally what therapy is. Oh, my God. It's like when you communicate what's going on up here, it's just so much easier for people to connect with you. Because then if you skip the part where you're not talking about the in-between and you just come out of it three weeks later being like, this is the, you know, like, right. you re- you just like re- are presenting the conclusion of whatever it you is. You didn't show your work. Yeah, you don't show your work. It's hard. It's like people can then assume like how you got there. Like people uh, create their own stories of right. like, oh, that you said that because you hate me. Right. Instead of like, no, I'm thinking about these things and this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. Instead of like assigning meaning where you didn't like fill in the, the space. And I just thought of this right now. It's like when you're writing a script and you think it's great. Oh, I see. You're writing it. And then you read it. You're like, wow, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> like when someone else reads it out loud, you get to hear it. Right. Then you finally go, Oh, this is not right at all. Yeah. Or that's right. And it's weird how that works. You think in your brain. Everything you think in your brain is fine. And then when you actually say it out loud, Mm. there's like a certain power to it. Yes. Or Um, or maybe when you're making a podcast for years and then your buddy (laughs) comes and talks to you and gives you a lot of notes on it and makes you realize what a piece of shit you are. I, I think Mike had a lot of fear of his own creativity at that point. Wow. What does that mean? Where you're, you're, mean? you were like scared of what you were putting out. Is it good enough? Yes. Like, is this, are my instincts right? Yeah. Uh, which is scary for any creative totally, thing that you're totally. doing. Mm. And I think when we talked to that afternoon, even about your stand-up, you're like, is this right? Am I doing it right? Totally. I, I gave him notes back then, too, about his TikToks, actually. Yes. Well, we've which ta- I we've actually also, appreciate that as yeah. well. We've and now I don't do TikTok. About, <laughs> well, we've also but, talked, talked about social media because we would talk about this. Yes. And very similar questions would come. And I was like, Mike, you got to just do what you want to do. I recently thought and think about it all the time. I feel like I'm a boring person. Mm-hmm. What? In terms of, like, I feel like I have to observe and have an opinion. I know it's my opinion, but like, does that make a person? And then, I don't know. I just feel um, my life. Yeah. So that's where the creative stuff where I want to create more and really just put it on paper and see what comes out. Uh-huh. Um, well, what does it have to do with you being yeah, a boring wait, person? Yeah, wait. Yeah, let's go mean? back to the boring person. Um, because I kind of think like that. I am like that too. But like, me, I of. feel like. Uh, I, people talk about being the protagonist of their own story. Uh, I feel like I'm the extra on the bench, like just like looking oh. over, like, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. But then I'll that's write about it. I'll write about it, and then it's in the newspaper of the movie. <laughs> but not. I see. I, I don't necessarily think I. Uh, who knows? Bring a lot to the table. I'll say that out loud. Really? This is the same Um, thing where you That's literally what I just worked through. Yeah, you were saying that you didn't feel like, uh, you you know, you had, you didn't feel like you had main character. Energy. or Like, I was always like, this is pre-therapy. Like, whoa. I felt the same way. I was like, my life is 
boring. I'm boring. Like, I don't really have opinions. You know, like, there's some people who are really opinionated. I'm like, I'm not that. Like, I like, I'm kind of like quieter, blah, blah, blah. And then I started going to therapy and I was like, oh, I am the main character if I just let myself be it. I think when you can write something and it flows easily, not to say the structure isn't hard or et cetera, but like writing characters that you're um, basing them on mm -hmm. and then just writing that person, mm -hmm. I think is going to be really freeing mm -hmm. that I want to do. I think it's bizarre, like... I'm writing on this show about a young black girl and her family. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote in another show that was about like a Korean adjacent character. Mm -hmm. And that was so easy. Yeah. Oh. There's something about seeing them and writing as them, even though they're not me, but just like being able to just access that stuff was yeah. like really freeing and fun. Yeah. Mm. I can understand that. Yeah. It's, and it's, yeah. it's like then you don't, you once again aren't thinking about who you are, what your point of view is, just even what their point of view is. Yeah, right from that. there. Um, but that's where the stand-up thing, it's like, now is what I'm saying important enough, which I think a lot of stand-up I mean, I, I had, with, I, right? you and I had that conversation. Like, why does any, why should anyone care? Why should anyone, yeah. Care about what I have to say? Yeah. yeah. I, I, Cause I feel sometimes with the boring thing is like, I'll see other people and they, you know, oh yeah, they, I, I used to be addicted to heroin and then after that <laughs> I became a circus. You know, a performer, and I think um, I know someone from Santa Ana that's like that. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I'm just like, well, uh, I, I tried really hard in my AP classes, but uh, yes. I only got a three, so not even a five. Yeah, but your AP. life doesn't have to be inherently weird or different. It's actually almost better to have some uh, like if you can make your life experiences interesting. I think that's the best thing. Well, the the, the biggest thing I've found so far. This you know, week, it's so funny that you say that. Yeah. I'm laughing because I relate to it. <laughs> And it's so it's so effed up because you think it's not a big deal. Yeah, but, I wouldn't think but, it's a big deal. Also, right, yeah. right. But that's what I'm saying is yeah. I think uh, you know it's just like when you're writing something like the 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 more specific it is to you, the more relatable it becomes to everybody else because everybody kind of feels uh, they they end up relating to it yeah. in some way. Yeah. And then the other thing, and this is after we talked, and I had a lot you know a lot of spiraling happen, but you know you have to you to do stand up better i found that you have to talk about stuff you care about yeah if you care then the audience yeah. goes oh I, he cares i will care too because totally. i this is clearly important and then you end up if you say something you could say the craziest shit ever like uh you know i jumped out of an airplane and you know and and was chasing a llama or something mm -hmm. but if you do it in a way where it's like who cares you don't care about it, then no one will care about it. But if yeah. you're like, oh my god, this fucking AP test was fucking crazy, everyone's gonna be like, yo, tell me about right, this right, AP right, test. Yeah. right, right. And now you're like, now I'm like really That's into true. it. What was going on with this AP test? There's, there's now lots more people who have a lot more free time. <laughs> I was gonna say layoffs. Say it. Layoffs. We have the layoffs, and and maybe they're trying to figure out where they land, where they land, where what's important to them, or you know, I mean, think about it this way: how many rom coms and movies start with, I got laid off, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's so many things. I mean, I started stand-up because I got laid off. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I got laid off from a job at in advertising at, at McCann. And I, and the next uh, day, actually that same day, I saw a sign that said, oh, open mic at this bar. Uh, because, uh, and, and, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try to do that. And eight fucking years later, yeah, like here I fucking am. Your whole life is derailed because of it. <laughs> In this windowless box. 
That's why I'm like, everyone just like believe that what you say, like <laughs> you deserve to take up space and talk about stuff. Some people take up too much space for sure. Yeah. That's a different conversation about self-awareness. But I think there's a lot of people who feel that way. Like, who cares what I have to say or exactly. think or whatever. Exactly. And I'm like, it, you people care. And this is my wife's family. They constantly let out their feelings and talk out loud. These are Koreans? Koreans. These are the... Wow. But maybe they're from Jeju. That they're, they're, those guys are different. <laughs> they actually grew up in... A lot of them grew up in the U.S. post, oh, like, past, like, 15 years old oh, or, like, younger. And they're definitely Americanized in a lot of ways. But her family is total opposite of my... I call my family, you know, there's passive-aggressive. My family is aggressive-passive. <laughs> and her family is like just aggressive aggressive yeah right like six conversations happening at the same time yeah. there's only two people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just voicing everything they're super active on their group chats yeah and just in each other's business constantly yeah. and um it's great to see because even my dad recognized it because they're my parents are both from big families i was like they're crazy he's like oh they're just really close totally and he immediately got it um so that's a, been a learning experience of forcing myself to talk. Yeah. Uh, Everyone because, needs to talk. Yeah, because Heather's used to it, too. Yeah. I got to say, I was thrilled when you asked me to be on this I podcast. I hope you're having fun because it's about to end. But <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, I, di- I didn't feel nervous at all. Because yeah, I know okay. when you feel like... Why should you feel nervous? Because you, you want to perform yeah. or like put on a show. Yeah. But it's like... It's just a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But that's probably... Partially because I've done stand-up at least. Yeah. But if you're someone new doing this, probably a little thrilling, right? <laughs> like, like heart palpitating. Hope so. I don't know. I've had. I don't know. I don't know if we've ever had like. Uh, we should have more. What I would call civilians on here. You know. You pe- want to. I want to have more civilians. Yeah. People who are not in the creative field who are just like, you know, just regular schmoes, but who need to have their voices heard as well. Wow. They're magical people. As long as they're interesting. Show. Everyone. Well, not everyone is interesting, but <laughs> I do feel that you can make a lot of things interesting if you care about it. That's true. So that's a gorgeous way to wrap things up. Yeah, um, Jenny, we're gonna keep following you on your next thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be here every week, <laughs> and I don't hold back. I literally start with like, okay, here's everything yes, going on. This so. is great. Radical transparency. Someone DM me and said, "Thank you for your radical transparency," and and I don't remember your name, but I saw it. Thank you for DMing me. It's very sweet. That's, that sounds like a Christian term. Radical transparency. Yeah, it does sound like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened to Jesus's body. Radical transparency. He went up to heaven. That's right. Boom. Nails go right through. Oh my his God. Who's the, who's the original reg, uh, radical transparency? Jesus. They always say who's that. Who's the original radical transparency? Who is the uh, who? Cares I've been about to retreats. Yeah. They go, who's the real revolutionary? Jesus. Oh. Who's the real radical? Jesus. Oh. So. <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. Oh, no. I guess. I Swapped it on y'all. I feel a little ill. <laughs> uh, June, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I feel we have a lot more to talk about. We'll have you back on. Mm-hmm. I feel I, I I liked your energy, man. Just coming in here, and we were just like, look at me sober again, and just hanging out, talking. Can you believe it? I and can't. It was nice. I would love to have six packs of cigarettes, two shots of whiskey next time. Yeah, just we'll get really gritty. You know, yeah. you're working on your male male friendships. That's so right. Feel free to text me, and we can do this again. I do wonder if we can hang out. You as a married man with child, it's harder to do. Um, but I've, I've realized that the, of the male friends I have, this is one last thing I'll say. They're all Korean. I don't know why. You, you have a type, Mike. I do have Korean. a type. 
Oh, dude, I love Korean guys. <laughs> I just fucking love. They all have great hair, <laughs> great beards. A lot of them have great beards. But, anyways, uh, June, uh, where can our fans find you and your work? I am at the Juniverse. J O O N I V E R S E. Uh, what pro any projects you want to promote? Anything they can find you at? If you have any children between the ages of four and seven, I'm working on a show on PBS called Lila in the Loop, but it won't be out until 2024. Cute. Okay. Um, if you're in the New York area, hopefully I'll have a play by mid-year. Amazing. You can all come. Incredible. That'd be great. That'd be it. great. Uh, you can always find the podcast on Instagram at uh, Asian Not Asian Pod. You can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. And me at Jenny Arimoto. Send me those DMs. Send me those DMs. We we love your radical transparency. Yes. <laughs> and until then, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.